January, the month of Janus, the Roman deity of doors and new beginnings. Mortals worshiping him with their worthless New Year's resolutions, 92% of which resolutely fail. Gyms and churches briefly prevail with humunculus benefit to clients. And Janus remains an unreachable giant, new beginnings taunting us, or putrid past haunting us, the doors to rebirth slammed by Janus, because we shun Jesus to stubbornly worship our flesh. We refuse to defeat our death, treasuring lies lived as life, Honoring staunch heartaches and strife, not seeing resurrection at hand, because Yah showed himself a victorious man and gave repentant mortals new beginnings, because they trust his only forgotten son, Jesus who fired Janus and transformed January into Canuary. No need for a two faced deity looking forward and back impotent to protect time's gate from sin's attack. King Jesus Christ made a... Nine leadership tips from a bad king. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamTFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy or illiteracy and to aspire to domestic excellence. We do this through podcasts, poetry, online courses, and we welcome you to another Divine Downloads. This is FamilyFamily.com's Biblical News for the Confused, where we assist biblically illiterate males to address touchy theological issues or issues related to the logical study of God. And we're grateful for your presence and for your attention today. As we approach the close of 2020, we constantly are encouraging males, animating males, mentoring males to be our best, to defeat the, the poor leadership standards about manliness, and to become men that lead like Jesus of Nazareth is leading us. We are studying today the story of a king called Saul and we want to help you to hold some of these tips. We have an acronym to help you to maintain the main memory trace for this rally and we suggest the acronym CRISALIBA, C-R-I-S-A-L-I-B-A and that is to help you to hold the memory trace from the nine leadership tips that we learned from King Saul. And the C stands for confidential, R for regenerated, I for inspired, S for selected, A approved, L for learned, I influenced, B for bold, and A for accepting. So we're reading these from 1 Samuel chapter 10 in the Holy Bible. So we explore today the first official Hebrew king, if you want to call him that, Saul of a town called Gibeah, a Benjamite town in Hebrew history. 
and Saul of Gibeah was crowned for uh, being the first king of Israel, the Hebrew king. And we were, were looking at his coronation for some important leadership tips or insights in crisis situations. Before the coronation of Saul of Gibeah, the book of Judges in the Holy Bible speaks to Hebrews rejecting Yahweh's theocracy or his rule as both God and King. He is both the divine and political leader, that's Yahweh. The Hebrews reject Yahweh, the father of Jesus of Nazareth, the one who created the heavens and the earth from absolutely nothing. And the Hebrews say, no, we don't really want you to be our king. We want to choose a human king to lead us. We want to lead ourselves eventually, essentially. And with that, there was ensuing chaos. So um, we understand here that the book of Judges really is about the Hebrews rejecting uh, Yahweh. Even before they chose a human king, they rejected and rebelled against Yahweh. So that's probably a better way to put it. There was no human king in Judges, and the book repeats in that in those days there was no king. People did whatever they felt was right in their own sight. And essentially, even though there is no king, the people essentially say, we don't want Yahweh to lead us through their own rebellion against him. That led to chaos, and that leads to them being defeated by many of the people that they had previously defeated to capture land in to occupy let me not say capture that's a very loaded term but to occupy land in canaan so now yahweh the father of jesus is rejected saul this human king is now anointed of course yahweh saw this coming from before and he gave them instructions for a human king in his mercy in his compassion does he want them to have a human king separate from him no but he sees that they are hell-bent on this and he tries to give them guidance even in that regard it's a very controversial kind of strategy it's like similar to the condom in school argument not saying that god condones that um, but where god is seeing that humans are hell-bent on something he in his mercy tries to influence us to be to, to be responsible even in making bad choices now messianic leadership is where humans allow yahweh to govern on earth and here that govern governance includes in our families in our businesses and communities and yahweh wants to govern on earth through our choices so messianic leadership is leadership that facilitates yahweh governing in earth through the choices of humans a couple points about messianic leadership from the case study of Saul of Gibeah's appointment in 1 Samuel 10. We encourage you strongly to please stop here and read 1 Samuel 10 or listen to it if you're a listener of the Bible. Number one, so we're going through the Chris Saliba points and we're going through them as they're listed in the scripture. So you will have to, of course, juggle around the acronym to match Chris Aliba. However, S here in the acronym is number is number one, the first point of the nine that we want to start with. S stands for selected. 
The anointing is to select and equip a captain, a leader over Yahweh's inheritance or estate. So when you're reading through 1 Samuel 10, you will hear about anointing and oil being poured on the king. And we want to, to just give you some, some insight, if not, if you're not yet aware, that anointing simply speaks to this process of selecting and equipping a captain, a leader over Yahweh's inheritance and estate. At this point, and this is in verse 1 of 1 Samuel 10, where they talk about the anointing of Saul. At this point of the Hebrew story, fallen humans are now independently taking responsibility to make leadership choices on Yahweh's behalf in their family, communication, in our profession, our business, romance, our sexuality, politics, nutrition, finance, religion, religious settings, etc. Almost every point of life, the humans are rejecting Yahweh's instructions and his guidance, his commands. And we want to know, uh, make our own choices regarding each of these areas listed above. The danger here is that Hebrews and humanity in general are not equipped to take dominion over ourselves outside of a partnership with Yahweh and intervention and his intervention as we are made in his image and likeness and we're not made on our own the psalmist said in psalm 100 it is he who has made us and not we ourselves furthermore with a one in 400 trillion chance of existence we are selected from our birth for greatness and males are selected to bear the burden of leading God's great humanity and creation with the protection and partnership of a messianic woman. As our evidential record, the Bible shows, however, despite intermittent kindness, we destroy Yahweh's inheritance, the earth, and ourselves without his leadership. However, great Yet faulty leaders like David, the second king of the second Hebrew king, Moses, Elijah, Hezekiah, Josiah, etc., show the great success that is possible when we allow Yahweh to show us how to use the leadership talents He has given us or anointed us with. Number two, so number one was S for selected. Number two, R for regenerated. Regeneration is being born again, or sorry, regeneration or being born again is important to messianic leadership. So you will, when you read through verses 6 to 9 of 1 Samuel 10, this is the principle or the point or the insight, the tip that we hope that you are able to appreciate. Christ took this doctrine of regeneration before coronation as one that religious leaders should have known in John 3 verse 10. And this is Jesus of Nazareth speaking to a brother called Nicodemus, a religious leader at the time. And Nicodemus was, it seems to be totally clueless about being born again and how this relates to him being uh, someone who enters into the reign or the kingdom of God. So for messianic leadership, the only ones who reign with Yahweh are those born again 
John 3 verse 3. If we're trying to rule our home, our homes, our businesses, etc., in the way in a way that is sustainable, in a way that reflects the intent of homes, intent of bodies, intent of marriages, etc., then the Bible teaches us that we will not be able to reign without being born again. Our families, businesses, marriages are under serious threat from a man who is not anointed. From the pale house to our house to reign, we must be born again. From the pale house to our house to reign, we must be born again. Now Yahweh will not share his rule with fallen man, as that man isn't interested in sharing anything with him either. But that man, the fallen man, wants to overthrow Yahweh. Only the regenerated human is interested in or suitable for co-leadership with Yahweh in our homes, in our families, and in our nations. Number three, third point, I. And that I stands for inspired. Messianic leaders are divinely inspired speakers. So when you read through 1 Samuel 10 verses 10 to 13, we hope this is the point that you can appreciate and you might have other points that you are that you are that you you that are you, you are illuminated with and we urge you to share those with us. Now from Moses to Joshua, etc., the leaders, the Hebrew leaders, also were divinely inspired speakers. And the word for that, I believe, is prophets. Saul also fellowshiped with other prophets. Messianic leaders don't speak frivolously because soft tongues break bones. And that is, words have tremendous impact. This is very important for us when we communicate as males to remember that we as messianic males are to operate as divinely inspired speakers and not carnally inspired where we are just inspired to speak based on our own feelings. Number four, C, and that C stands for confidential. Confidentiality can be a useful tool. And when you're reading through verses 14 to 16 of 1 Samuel 10, this is one tip that we certainly appreciate here in in family family. Now Saul does not fully disclose all that Samuel the prophet tells him to his uncle. If you're not reading, if you haven't read through the narrative, a lot of this is going to be a jigsaw puzzle, a mumbo jumbo. So, of course, we encourage you to read the the narrative of 1 Samuel 10. So, Saul does not fully disclose all Samuel tells him to his uncle, and that's in where you read through verses 14 to 16 of 1 Samuel 10. This is in contrast to another great man, Joseph. They call him the Messianic Patriarch in Genesis. Joseph, however, blurted out his dream of rulership to his family, and he paid dearly for it. And you can see that story of Joseph in Genesis 37, 5 to 11. We're making a point. Saul, even though he was a bad leader, he was confidential in not sharing with his uncle what the prophet Samuel told him about him being the king of Israel. And Joseph, however, when he got the dream about uh, his father, the various planets and so forth, bowing down to him, 
uh, which essentially was saying that his family was going to become subservient to him. He told his family and of course that they committed him and it did not turn out well for him. And that's in Genesis 37, 5 to 11. Number five. A is for accepting. Now messianic leaders accept Yahweh's control as rejecting Yahweh's control results in a transference of leadership. If we're making a point that if males want to stay in leadership, then we have to accept Yahweh's control. Yahweh, however, reminds the Hebrews who they are rejecting. So they have rejected Yahweh. Yahweh reminds them in verses 18 to 19 of 1 Samuel 10 who they are rejecting. They are rejecting their savior, their liberator, who delivered them himself from oppression in Egypt and many times afterwards. The miracles and signs under Moses, etc. And those signs continued under Joshua. Signs were even continuing under the chaotic reign of the judges, if you read through the book of Judges. Those signs are scientific evidence of Yahweh's direct intervention in Hebrew rescue and history. Yahweh has been saving Hebrews as a sign of his love, dominion, and his reign. Now the Hebrews prefer a human king to replace Yahweh. Later they would even reject their human king. Now they are called to stand up to this decision alongside their families, their tribes, their communities. Our families are placed in fallible human hands when we reject messianic leadership. And the, the opposite, we are placed in the strongest and most stable hands when we accept Yahweh's leadership. Number six, B is for bold. Messianic leadership is bold. However, we read in verses 20 to 22 of 1 Samuel 10 that Saul hid from leadership. Yahweh wants bold leadership as Judges 1 verse 9 teaches. We recall that there are roughly about 20 million American children that don't have a father physically present there with them. This point is a point that we are connecting to the cowardice that we see where males have impregnated many women and have left the women to become single mothers. We are making a point that a messianic leader is bold and stands up to his responsibilities. Saul was not eager to lead, it seems. Is it tough to be a man? Yes. But we already pointed out that being a man is a great responsibility and a privilege and a blessing. Saul continues to rebel against leadership from 1 Samuel 9 verse 21. He has valid reasons as he is from Gibeah, which had a terrible history. And you can see Judges 19, a very gruesome story of uh, a, a man who, well, I'll leave the story out in the interest of time, but it is one of, of, of that involves rape, it involves um, chopping up, uh, a man chopping up his, his, his concubine or girlfriend into 12 pieces, etc. That man was, that happened in, in Gibeah, which is Saul's hometown. The point here is though that Yahweh can make leaders from our worst 
we don't need to be afraid to lead because we have a terrible history. Now Yahweh can also, Yahweh can also allow the worst people to lead us as a consequence for rejecting him. You can see 1 Samuel 8 verses 10 to 18. The Hebrews went from holy leadership with Yahweh to now trusting their welfare to a man from a least family, from a, a least family of a perverse tribe. So it's not just that Saul was from Benjamin and from the town of Gibeah, but he was from the lowest family in the in Gibeah, in the Benjamin, the Benjamite tribe. He was the worst. Ben, he was of the worst of the worst in the Hebrew country, in the Hebrew culture and history. Now Christ assumed leadership by actively teaching, healing, evicting dark spirits, etc., in public. And he calls humanity to assume bold leadership in Matthew 28, 18-20. But when we look at Christ, he also had a very spotty record. His, uh, he has a, a connection to a Moabite woman called Ruth. Moabites are coming from an incestuous, uh, incestuous past. He is coming out of a, a situation where he is uh, a child out of wedlock. He is uh, basically someone who uh, is in a marriage, but he is not for the for his mom's husband. That's again another reason that anybody would have not to be a bold leader in a in a society that treasures uh, holiness and purity. But Jesus Christ is connecting with those who have a very spotty. A background, a very spotty record. He comes from the tribe of Judah as well. And when we look back at the story of Judah, Judah, I believe, slept with his daughter-in-law. Uh, so Christ is not coming from a, 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 a genealogy that is squeaky clean. And he is still a bold leader. So let's not let our history condemn us to be weak leaders in our homes and in our societies. Number seven. L, and this is for learned. Learning is critical as Samuel transfers the kingdom, customs, and laws. So in verse 25, this is where we get the, this whole teaching of learning and learning as important for messianic males. Some of us are too proud to learn and we don't treasure learning in our homes and in our communities. Samuel, the priest that is mentoring Saul, he won tells the people the kingdom customs and laws too. He writes them down and three, he deposits the law before Yahweh in the temple as witness of the submission to a human king now and no more trusting Yahweh. Saul's appointment is more than just his choosing, but the people are also covenanting to break ranks from trusting Yahweh and now to trust a human fallible king fallible king they the hebrews are immediately sent home after samuel teaches them the law they are sent home as family rule is foundational to kingdom rule even a fallible human king like saul under samuel's mentorship knew that the rules of leadership need to be shown at home number eight I, for influenced. 
Saul is given an army of men under Yahweh's influence. See 1 Samuel 10 verse 26. Now if Yahweh provided support for Saul, how much more has he provided for those under Christ's leadership? Yahweh wants to support his leaders with people of the right influence. Many of us as males, we feel alone in leading our homes, leading businesses, leading communities. And the point that number eight is making here is that there are people that are under Yahweh's influence that God wants to make at our disposal. When we choose the Lord, he has backed it for us that can support us in our families. We choose to see family family as another part of the army of God that can assist you to mentor you, to help to mentor you through messianic leadership. Number nine, A, and that A stands for approved. Now Saul is rejected by some, and that's in verse 27 of 1 Samuel 10. After the people get what they desire, many still reject the leadership that they wanted. Messianic leaders have to seek God's approval more so than man's approval. Who God appoints, man cannot disappoint. Saul's response was to remain peaceful in rejection's face. So to hold this memory trace, we remind you and we suggest the acronym for, so of course we, that's the, the last one, number nine was Saul was approved and we know we've this has been a, a long haul for you, but we encourage you to re- hold on to this memory trace of the nine principles. We suggest the acronym for Messianic Leadership of Chris Aliba. C for Confidential, R for Regenerated, Christ's Emphasis Born Again, I for Inspired, S for Selected, A for Approved, L for Learn, I for Influenced, B for bold and A for accepting. For this coming year, we do encourage you to seek the Lord, seek Jesus of Nazareth so that we can be men that can be impactful in transforming the outcomes of our family. This is a year that, if any, should shake us up and should lead us towards really seeking God's face because 2021 is right around the corner and who knows what's going to happen. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Willesley a call at 239 207 2955. That's 239-207-2955. Man up. It's amazing how normals can be redefined. Metro now the benchmark. And despite being misbehaving, males love being well shaven shiny nails and pubes Brazilian waxed. Although manliness eludes our grasp, a real man mangled by his grandpa's standards, crafting a world filled with moral hazards 
a deleterious defection of adverse selection a man stands fallen with every erection and it's interesting how things got messed up it's a man down replacing man up males focused on living dressed up females left wearing the pants women now taking lead in romance and illegal dance proposing to males who then become housekeepers poor house sweepers men even trying to breastfeed robbing homes of the one thing that it still needs a man with the dna of his divine father his detached scrotum loosely dangles from his wife who balances husband and kids on top of her life and all this was doubled over by her menstrual cracks greeted by the hot flashes as her estrogen dries up and a man reaches a midlife crisis that sees younger tits make his crotch rise up and he forsakes his ring because of the serpent's stale lies his family's bank account declines as his mistresses rise and it's interesting how things got messed up his man down replacing man up males focus on living dressed up females left weary Lincoln here from Turn to Burn. Thank you for coming to the end of another Manliness Rally with us. If you need assistance in implementing and executing or following through on the proposals, on the suggestions, on the hints that we gave you today, we encourage you to visit us at famtfamily.com and to sign up for one of our Messianic programs. We also encourage you to join our Facebook family or at our Facebook handle, FamTStrong. You can also email us at connect at famtfamily.com. Lincoln encouraging you to have a great day today, crushing effeminacy. Why rob God in this world of you and your family? And until next time, be nuclear.